thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, a study published in Nature Mental Health has shown that seven different lifestyle habits can all lower the risk of depression. The most impactful of these habits being adequate sleep, which was able to lower depression by a whopping 22%. The seven lifestyle habits were moderate alcohol consumption, a healthy diet, regular physical activity, healthy sleep, frequent social connection, avoiding smoking, and avoiding too much sedentary behavior. The international team of researchers, including those from the University of Cambridge and Fudan University, used 290,000 people from the UK Biobank to look at lifestyle factors, genetics, brain structure, the immune and metabolic systems in an attempt to better understand the relationship between these factors and depression. While sleep had the biggest impact on reducing depression, never smoking was not far behind at 20%, social connection at 18%, moderate alcohol consumption reduced the risk of depression by 11%, regular physical activity by 14%, healthy diet by 6%, and low to moderate sedentary behavior by 13%. When they went ahead and combined these activities into three groups, you know, those with an unfavorable lifestyle, those with an intermediate lifestyle, and those with a favorable lifestyle, the favorable lifestyle group was a massive 57% less likely to develop depression. The team also examined the DNA of the participants, looking at the number of genetic variants an individual carried that had a known risk factor to developing depression. Those with the lowest genetic risk score were 25% less likely to develop depression when compared to those with the highest score, less impactful than even the intermediate lifestyle group, which was at 41%. Professor Barbara Sahakian from the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Cambridge said, although our DNA, the genetic hand we've been dealt, can increase our risk of depression, we've shown that a healthy lifestyle is potentially more important. Some of these lifestyle factors are things we have a degree of control over. So trying to find ways to improve them, making sure we have a good night's sleep and getting out to see friends, for example, could make a real difference in people's lives. As always, the links are in the show notes. And my opinion on this is that in part, it's just common sense, right? I, I mean, I always feel like silly sometimes doing these episodes. I think, you know, aren't I just stating the obvious? Does this really need to be said? But I still think that it does. You know, I still think that so often uh, things like depression get put almost entirely down to bad genes or bad luck or circumstances that surround without really analyzing the impact that lifestyle can have on it. And that's not to say that bad genes don't play a part. They certainly do. And, and the research back that up. It's definitely not to say that bad luck or bad lifestyle experiences don't play a part because they do play a, a massive part in our risk of developing depression and our ability to, to recover from that or to manage that as we go along as well, right? So I don't want to minimize those, but I do want us to understand that there is something more at play here. You know, our body's resilience, our body's function, our body's adaptability plays a massive part in this particularly when we're talking about prevention. And as this has shown, you know, 57% chance, right? A 57%. So so you're almost, you know, you're you're greater, you're less than halving your chance of developing depression by adopting these healthy lifestyle factors. And this is just some of the potentially healthy lifestyle factors that might make a difference. You know, be fascinating to look at, for example, the consumption of healthy fats and the role that they play in the function of our brain. We know how important they are. You know, things like vitamin B12 in terms of our brain, you know, anti-inflammatory diets in terms of our brain. You know, there, there are so many other things we could add in here that could potentially increase that 57% 
even further. But the point being that that we can make a difference, especially in terms of prevention, in, in our risk of developing depression. And, and I think this needs to be shared more. You know, I think this needs to be encouraged more. I think it needs to be promoted and educated more. And, you know, I also think more study needs to be done. You know, what I'd love to see research done on next is to say, well, Yes, this makes a massive difference in terms of prevention of depression. What about in terms of treatment? What about in terms of someone who already is depressed? How much difference can lifestyle factors make then? Acknowledging, of course, that these changes can be very difficult to make if you are already depressed, right? That is a difficult state of mind in which to make lifestyle changes. And that's why prevention obviously is so important. You know, the the prevention is always worth, you know, an ounce of prevention is always worth a pound of cure. And so, if we can uh, get in there early and prevent it, obviously that's going to be better and we should be encouraging these uh, lifestyle interventions for that reason. But we should also be investigating what impact it can have on those who are already depressed because we know that is such a significant proportion of, of our population. And then we need to do more research to figure out, well, in those depressed people, you know, how can we encourage them to make lifestyle changes? How can we encourage them to successfully make lifestyle changes if it doesn't make a difference that, that may well have a big impact on the the burden of disease for a society in terms of pre- depression, but you know probably even more importantly the burden for that individual in terms of their prevention, in terms of their depression. You know, can we make a change here? Can we create a healthier environment? Can we create healthier lives? Can we enhance the prospects of recovery for those who are suffering from depression? So as I said, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. We should be really considering lifestyle so much more. Uh, we should all be focusing on healthier lifestyles, regardless of whether you have depression or not, regardless of whether you have heart disease or not, or diabetes or not, or any other you know, cancer or not, any other of the, the huge array of uh, chronic diseases that are impacted by our lifestyle choices. You know, we shouldn't be waiting until we get one of these diseases before deciding to do something about it. We should be focusing on our healthy lifestyle now so that we can prevent those problems or at least decrease the risk of those problems going into the future. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.